wonderful people. We're talking today about relative wealth. Now, doesn't that sound exciting? Um, I promise this is not going to turn into um, an economics-focused podcast. But something that I come across a lot um, in my own life, in the lives of my clients, the people I work with, you wonderful people, wealth and a sense of um, financial culture, let's go with that, financial culture really has a huge place in our sense of personal identity. And I don't hear it talked about a lot. Um, so because this is my podcast, I can talk about it a lot. Um, so I'm going to run a few weeks here. Um, oh, I keep saying this. What I mean is um, podcasts, um, sort of one a month over a few months, because the last thing you need is four weeks on the trot all about money. So I'm going to spread it out. But I'm going to keep coming back to this theme for a little while. Um, from various angles, because I think it deserves attention. How we feel about our financial status really does impact on many other areas of how we feel about ourselves. And we can get a bit cringy about talking about it. So being me, let's dive into the cringy. And I'm talking about relative wealth because I think this is one of the critical experiences of growing up across cultures. We grow up without a massively standardized sense of wealth. We know that X amount of money has X amount buying power in multiple different currencies. We probably have had the experience of living in one culture where our family's income goes quite a long way and in another culture where maybe it doesn't go quite as far. Perhaps living in an expat life has afforded certain extras um, that are perceived as normal within our community, like drivers or security or nannies or house help, um, international school. And these aren't these aren't experienced as signs of immense wealth within our community, um, but they carry with them a kind of loaded sense of of assumptions around wealth if we try and communicate them to our passport peers and also in our own experience of going back to our passport country we may not have those bonuses anymore um, or even if our parents leave that that area of work um, so I mean a big thing for me growing up where I did in West Africa is it was absolutely standard to have house help and it is not absolutely standard to have house help here in the UK. That is a very middle class, upper middle class experience. The only exceptions to that might be if you have a disability and you are being supported because of our lovely welfare state here in the UK. You're being supported at home with um, the state paying for somebody to come in and help you manage your household chores or help care for you physically. So you might have somebody coming in three times a day to do your cleaning, but that's because you're actually deemed as poor 
or suffering. Um, and I use the word poor very deliberately. It can feel very loaded. But when I'm saying that, I'm saying below average income. And again, here we come back to relative wealth, right? Because average income is average for that country. And when you move between countries, our sense of average is not standard. So for me growing up with this house help, no house help dichotomy, it didn't affect me massively as a kid because I don't think I helped out very much, um, particularly as a younger child around the home. But of course, what I did witness was my mother's attentions and energies being used differently in different countries, right? So our relative wealth in West Africa meant that she was um, taken up with schooling us and um, supporting other members of the community. And then here in the UK, she was a housewife. And from my child perspective, there was no status difference in either of these. But I was aware of the adjustment that my mother was making and her lack of comfort sometimes with doing tasks a day in, day out that in her previous life she hadn't had to attend to. And that is an adjustment, isn't it? We have different life experiences in different countries, not necessarily because our actual wealth has changed, but because the context of our finances has changed. And I'm wondering for you, if you reflect on your life, when you are moving between between countries in your story, these different chapters, what were your relative wealth experiences here? And of course, another element here is it's not just money, is it? There's an emotional context here. If we leave nannies behind, that matters. We can have very deep relationships as children and as adults with the people in our home supporting us day in and day out. And this isn't something that is always immediately understood when explained out of that context. So how many of us trying to describe our life wherever um, have had that experience of a certain surprise or perhaps even shock on our passport peers' faces when we just, you know, as part of the story, mention our house help um, or our nanny. And that resonates for them as surprising because of the associations with wealth, with a certain class, sometimes with a certain colonialism. And it, it jars somehow. Our stories start to jar. And so what a lot of us do is we don't talk about those bits. And it can be the same with our experiences of talking about holidays we've had. It can sound, and it often is, very privileged. But the assumptions are often that we have a kind of wealth in our family that perhaps isn't the case. So if I talk about going on safari, which, by the way, I only did once and as an adult, and interestingly enough, even as I'm talking, I'm feeling the need to qualify that statement, right? Because I don't want to be misunderstood as a certain type of person who's always going on safari with her family. So I'm qualifying that. 
um, because I'm trying to manage the impression that you as listeners have of me. But if I talk about that, it can imply um, thousands of pounds spent on this exotic African, and I'm using air quotes here, experience, which it just wasn't because of the financial context of the country. It was an embarrassingly cheap adventure. Um, And I I mean embarrassingly cheap, um, which is another issue around relative wealth, isn't it? When we are using services locally that we know we could afford more to pay for, um, but because of the cost of living um, and because of the expectations of earnings, we're being charged less sometimes and actually makes us comfortable. We can mute elements of our story because that relativity around wealth can alienate us from our peers. We throw in that we went to international school and there can even be a kind of, ooh, get you kind of a response. And, oh, that feels so negating. That wasn't the point of our story, but now that's all anybody can hear. We end up feeling masked somehow by impressions of wealth and of course there's other experiences of this too right where we can go from feeling perfectly standard in our lifestyle in our community to going back and going back going to going back whatever works to our passport country and occasionally feeling the money stretching a little thinner in our families And feeling the pull of that as children going from having regular access to recreation centres or um, foreign holidays and then not. Then the purse strings being a little bit tighter, not being able to afford certain brands or not going to the, the certain kind of events or outings that we might be used to in another financial context, in another financial culture. And that can affect us as children in terms of our self-perception as people who do things to people who can't afford things. And that can be very uncomfortable. And depending on, of course, how our parents are experiencing it, how our family is narrating that experience, it can be harder again. For some people this experience might be the exact reverse but either way there's this relativity that can really bed into our sense of how do we create a sense of our own financial expectations? What is a normal standard of living? And again that normal really needs to be in air quotes doesn't it? What is our standard of living? Let's really ground it in us and our needs. Are you happy with your current standard of living? And if you are or if you aren't, what's the context for this? Where do you feel in in comparison to the people around you? Or are you comparing yourself more globally than that in comparison to the world around you? 
it's not uncommon for TCKs to have multiple experiences of financial loss and instability. Where parents lose jobs, they also lose lifestyles and packages that come with that work. Arguably more than non-TCKs, who of course still go through massive change when their parents lose work. But that losing a job might not necessitate, necessitate sorry, moving country. There's a whole bunch of associations in our stories around relative wealth and I just wanted to offer that today as an opportunity to sit with your own feelings around money, around financial security, as an important element of your story too. Do you catch yourself placing yourself as more or less poor than the people around you? Do you catch yourself a little at odds with financial expectations? We're going to come back to various themes around financial priorities and guilt around money too, but just an opportunity today to sit with this, to think about your story, which is totally unique, and your personal experiences of financial change and relativity. And of course, a whole other issue here as well is different cultural norms around the spending of money. In some cultures, um, a massive financial priority would be taking care of family members. In other cultures, a massive financial priority would be home ownership, um, DIY, doing up that that nest or castle. Um, Here in the UK, we talk about a home as a man's castle. Maybe we can degender that. A home is a kind of castle in many cultures, and that's where the money goes. And we can find ourselves bouncing between different sets of cultural financial expectations, norms, beliefs, even. And it's really worth taking some time to pull at those threads in our story and go, do you know what? Where did I pick up that tendency? Or where did spending thousands of pounds on holidays, you know, that makes sense given my story. The travel was absolutely a financial priority, but home ownership completely turns me off. Um, What works for you in your story? Where can you see, where can you see yourself making sense? And that's it for today. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening.